Hey, I'm Matthew Ma. Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate podcast. And today we are talking with VP Marketing at EXP World Holdings and CMO of Showcase IDX, Kurt Mueller. He leads all growth marketing strategy and communication programs aimed to help Showcase IDX achieve accelerated growth, secure new partnerships, and drive innovation. I'm excited to talk to you, Kurt. I've been meaning to talk to you about web presence, IDXs, websites, and more. I really want to learn more about you know, why this matters. But to start off, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matthew. Cool. How long have you been doing uh, real estate for? And like, how did you get into start building out Showcase IDX? I've been in real estate about three and a half years directly. Um, uh, you could add on another three years there with some prop tech companies that I had invested in. Um, but really, you know, directly involved about three and a half years. Um, how I got here, I, I mean, I've been in marketing and, uh, and business growth for, I mean, most of my career. Um, actually helped start three of the marketing channels that didn't exist before our companies kind of started them, like influencer marketing, social media management, and location-based marketing, um, which now are just many, many marketers and all companies really use. And um, so I kind of got pulled into real estate and um, have uh, loved it ever since. Nice. That's actually a fun topic and a, definitely a great category. Like, you know, combining real estate and technology and marketing, I think that's the funnest part for me. Like, I love that part of it because you can do so much and there's so many different ways to do something. There's no one right way. Like, what kind of prop, like, how did you get into the tech part of it? Like, what kind of prop tech are you guys talking about? Well, with Showcase IDX, we're, we're the that home search that powers agents' individual websites. And so, you know, rather than your clients going to Zillow, um, where you know a competitive agent is always going to call them, um, you want a site that your clients will actually use so that you can protect their information, but also not have a competitor calling them. So we're actually the only home search that uh, consumers consistently choose over Zillow uh, and Redfin and other big portals, which is nice. Um, but we have thousands of agents across uh, hundreds of brokerages and teams actually power their uh, their online presence, typically around their website, but also it does filter into other areas too. Nice. And yeah, I think IDX is a great deal, great ordeal, because I think out there you see a lot of people, a lot of clients, including many of ours, they use Redfin, they use Zillow. And the reason they find it is just really easy for them. They have everything there. It's fast. How does that work with, you know, like there's other companies such as OKS IDX, and they're building out IDX platforms to use with the agents. But like, what do you see consumers doing with your IDX? So, yeah, I mean, for us, I mean, we, we actually, as opposed to like most IDXs, consumers are actually using ours. Most, mm -hmm. uh, the most websites that are provided by brokerages that they're subdomain sites or somebody that has an IDX from a, uh, a, one of our competitors, they're, they're built with kind of 15 to 20 year old technology. Ours is not. Um, so we've been told ours performs Two, two orders of magnitude better than anything else. So the fact that they're using it is a big deal um, from consumers. But from an agent perspective, they're um, either retaining clients because their clients are using it, or what people tend to come to us for is they've heard about the lead gen. So we have like an agent named Patrick Higgins. He's in Nashville. He's like NashvilleHome.Guru. He generates from his testimony, I would never share somebody's uh, numbers. He generates 50 to 60,000 unique visitors from Google every month just that's from his website because we power it with what his team has done on it. That's just, you add like a 5% conversion on there. That's a growing business. And you understand why his team has grown from like four agents to 10. That's really important to note too, because for example, you know, as a real estate agent, if we're sending our clients to Zillow and Refin, that is actually not a good thing because then at the same time, we're pointing out the fact that, Hey, there's other agents you can go talk to you. 
Well, and I think it's not just you're pointing it out. The, the, there's very few things I can guarantee in real estate or marketing, but I can guarantee you that if you don't have a website that your clients will use, they're going to go to Zillow or they're going to go to Redfin or some portal. And the only thing you know there for sure is that a competitive agent will call them. And then the only question I get then is like, well, does that hurt like larger, more established agents or newer agents more? And I'm like, well, it hurts both. It hurts more established agents that are doing a hundred or more transactions a year from a dollar's perspective. But if you're, if you're a newer agent, if you're a part-time agent, you have a much smaller sphere. So when you lose a single transaction, that affects your, your GCI, like much larger from a numbers perspective. Yeah, that's very true. I would hate to send my clients to Zillow Riffin and say that, hey, it's easier to just use that. Because like, if you look at MLS technology, MLS technology is really old school too. It's really, some MLSs are better than others, but it's hard too, because like, it doesn't have all the details you want from a consumer's perspective. Like I can't really see everything they're doing, what they're looking at, what they like, don't like, and like easily give them information regarding properties, you know, that come up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I mean, the other part for me is also as an agent, you not, I mean, one, like it's not just another agent if, uh, you know, that gets the information. If it happens to be like a Zillow, if you look at their public disclosures, because they're a publicly traded company, um, they disclose that, that client information, their name and their rough budget to much more than just agents, to title companies, insurance companies. And so when you talk to a consumer, you know, like, hey, as an agent, if, if, if they're, you would like to have a site that protects their data and their confidential information, as opposed to letting it kind of out there. Um, I've heard that, you know, Zillow on average um, provides that contact information to at least 10 different sources, agents only being one of those as part of the process of capturing it. Well, me as a consumer, that would scare me. What though would be much more comforting is to say, hey, Matthew, you're my agent. And you say, hey, I'm much more, whether I'm a fiduciary or I'm like a fee-based financial advisor. I only get paid when you, when, when you, you know, I add value to you and therefore I want to protect your information and only share it to somebody if you need a mortgage bro a broker and then invite you that way and not just provide it in a system that it's going to go wherever, which happens with a lot of the large portals. And so when you actually explain that to consumers and I've seen agents take that as part of their online persona that says, look, I'm protecting your information when you work with me, then it starts to also change how your relationship is because you're not just for, you know, helping them with a transaction then it's starting to change that conversation and making it much more relational. That's actually a really good point to note. I don't think many people think about it in that way because yeah, just because everyone uses Zillow means, you know, what does that really mean? And the fact that, yeah, your data is shared everywhere. I even hear some agents talk, talk about like how come uh, sometimes when they try to keep things private is really not because for some reason they'll get a newsletter, a message from a different portal say, Hey, we can help you buy and sell your property that I didn't tell you about, you know, just because right. they're searching. Right. So the part you talk about creating persona and putting it, creating that privacy, especially at the high end market, the luxury market, and even just the normal market, people want privacy. They don't want to share everything and have, be out there like, hey, I'm looking to move, looking to move houses and you know at diff these different price points and then get, start getting all these random calls from everyone. People do want privacy. And that's nice to know that you guys have that ability to say, hey, you know, as your real estate agent and using our providers, we want to keep things a little bit more private for you. We're, we're, yep. we're going to help you buy your house, sell your house, but here's how we do that. And people will take that persona and say, hey, this makes sense. I'd rather work with an agent who's doing this right. versus that. But, you know, there's always both sides to the story. Some people say, I'll use Zillow because I can give you the most coverage, the most, you know, acknowledgement of your property for sale, right? So, I mean, but if, you know, as an agent, yes, that, that's part of the agent job is to say, hey, when I add your information to the MLS, it's going to filter out to those big sites anyways, in most cases. Um, mm -hmm. 
it is a thinking about for me, it's, it is that relationship to your, your point about a persona. It's how you're perceived as an agent by your clients. And so um, I was just on, a, we, we work with a bunch of marketing partners and some ISAs that help agents with their relationships and their contacts with uh, their clients. And so we just picked a random agent, literally, that, that, that this one partner works with. And so we looked at their last, this is somebody who does, you know, 60 to 70 transactions in a year. And they're, we looked at, their, I looked, said, let me see what the, like their last like five to 10 transactions look like. Who were those clients? So in the last six transactions that that agent had closed, the how long that that agent had been in relationship with that person, the, the shortest time was 17 months, the longest was 28. And so I think so many agents that are chasing just the next deal and they don't realize they need to cultivate a relationship and a persona. And when you start thinking in terms of years, not just like, what am I doing this month? It does change how I want to make sure I'm perceived. And so that's where like online persona matters to me because like it matters everything you said about like, am I doing luxury or how am I working with you? But it also matters to me about like, you're my agent, Matthew, if I'm working with you. And according to NAR, the industry averages agents change brokerages every five years. And it's been five to six years for about the last decade. So you may be with Cobalt today, Remax tomorrow, EXP in five more years. And so if you're just, your clients are used to using Zillow or they're used to going to the KW website that they gave you and now you've changed brokerages. Well, that that's that's a that's a weird flaw in kind of your persona. I'd much rather you have a hub that your agent, your clients are used to going to. That's you as an agent. And then whatever brokerage you're associated with, hopefully it's one that you'll stay with for a long time, but that's just not the average. And so then anything else you do online, you can kind of point them to, this is the hub of who I am. And it gives you a lot more flexibility to play with things like TikTok or YouTube or podcasts, because you always have a single destination that's not necessarily a brokerage. Yeah. And I completely agree with you. Like in my practice and the way I coach agents is I really talk about like, you know, brand marketing and creating your own personal persona and your own brand and tie everything back to your own hub. Because yeah, you're right. If you change brokerages and I changed brokerages throughout 14 years, I changed many times. Yeah. If you have that on a particular company, the problem is that when you start moving, you're going to have to keep migrating things over and oh, I want to save $10 a year, $10 a month, you know, and have my own website and not deal with it. But when you think about the headache to transition from one brokerage to another and copy everything over, if it's your information, some brokerages say, hey, that's my information. That's not yours. Right. You cannot extract it. You, can, you cannot export it, right? Yep. And then you feel stuck. Like, Who wants to be stuck working somewhere they don't want to work anymore? It should be right. open where your information is yours. You gather it. You built it. You spent years building your business. Are you going to give your book of business that away that easily? Yeah, I mean, way. for me, the I mean, a lot of MLSs, associations, teams bring me in to talk and coach them on marketing and growing. And for me, like they always ask, I, I hear a lot of times like, what's the what's the most valuable thing for an agent? Like, what should they be focused on? Because I mean, real estate can feel very complicated. And how do I grow my business can feel complicated. But for me, I, I like once you know how to like the mechanics of a transaction, there is the sales mentality of it. That's a skill set you get. But there's really only two valuable assets. That Oh, a little broken up here. You there, Kurt? I got you. Sorry, I couldn't hear you at first for the last uh, couple sentences. It kind of broke up. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. 
So for me, the, the most valuable assets that uh, agents have is just simplifies to two things. It's their, pers- it's their public persona and their contact database. So the persona we've been talking about, but your other thing you brought up is your, is your database. Like when you change brokerages or you stay with the same brokerage for 15 years, everything simplifies down to a database that's fresh. And I feel, and the, those people feel connected to me and my personal persona. And if I change brokerages, like those, those can change both of those things. I mean, I've talked to agents that have, you know, like you have changed brokerages many times. And I'm like, what does it feel like when you change brokerages? And they're like, it often feels like I'm starting over in my marketing. Yeah. And it shouldn't feel that way. All they should do is just change their brand logo and everything else is still the same. You're you're building your business as a real estate agent. It's your business, not the brokerage's business directly. So you're, you know, being um, empowered by or brokered by. So when you think about that too, really agents should focus on the two things you mentioned, building your book of business, your database, and your brand marketing, and tying it together to your own personal hub, regardless of what company you broker your deals by. That's a very, very important uh, thing to note. But why do agents not spend time on most agents don't spend time on building out that brand part where they tie it into their own website. I think a lot of agents, in my opinion, get distracted by, I need new leads. I need new contacts that I don't have before. And Mm -hmm. and that's important. But if I look at somebody who has a growing business or somebody who's established, well, if I look at the percentage of their business that comes from people that they knew 12 or 24 months beforehand, the people that have growing businesses, whether they're 12 months in or they're 12, 12 years in, they're almost always their closed transactions. The vast majority of their deals are coming from people that they knew one to five years beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. I have a friend who came out of software engineering and has been in real estate for about maybe two years now. The vast majority of his business early on was all people that he knew already. I mean, and so, but what is lab coat agents and Tom Ferry always talking about? Pick up the phone and call them people. And it's like, it's, it's sex, sexy to talk about, hey, I got new leads. But, but if you're not cultivating the relationship you already have, like, good luck growing your business. Because it's not just like, it's not people that are, I mean, you should be growing your business with people that want to do a transaction today. But like, I'm starting to look for another property. I might not, I know my wife and I were looking at like a two to four year time frame for that. Well, my agent's very happy um, knowing that we're not looking today and not kind of hounding me because he would force me kind of out of a conversation. I would hit unsubscribe. Instead, Bobby replies when I send him a message and say, hey, I got a question about something. Yeah. And I think too, yeah, for me, like I'm a relationship-based business and I focus heavily on that. When we talk about building your pipeline there's multiple ways to build a pipeline and have you, ha- you need to have many different layers yeah. but all those layers coincide back to building your brand because once you have your brand your messaging what you do and how you provide services it becomes so much easier to have a conversation with the people and yeah. to do that like i have my website it's all decked out like i built it out myself but with that information it's easy for clients to understand what you do how you do it how you help them and at the same time I can be in any brokerage. It won't matter because my brand is my brand and I built it over time. The part about the CRM, about working with leads and getting them into your own website, you're, you know, the basis of that is being able to provide and project your message, your message to what your consumers, your clients are seeing on your website. If it's someone else's website, you're following their dialogue of whatever they want to say. They want to say, go use another agent. Great. You're sending your client to your other agent, your competitor, which is horrible. Uh, you know, no business wants to do that. They want to keep them in-house. 
So having that website, having the IDX provider is the, the next step of it. When I think about the IDX part of it too, as an agent, like agents are busy. Yeah, we're doing all these deals. We're making all these calls. There's different ways to do these things. But at the same time, you think about company A, company B, your business, you have to also focus on company B to build that long-term retention, build an actual business, a storefront, an online digital storefront, which happens to be a website with the IDX provider. So that way you can start you know, re-engaging your clients over time. Like you mentioned, if I'm not buying for two to four years, how do I keep in contact with you, Kurt? If I call you once a month, that's hard. That's a lot of work. I can't call a thousand people a month. Right. But if I have a website, which is generating business, blog post, content marketing, and has an IDX search, then you can come back to my site over and over again and see these property alerts, the market updates, right? Yeah. And thinking about how to use that IDX differently in your website. Cause to me, like the IDX just powers your website. Like, you know, mm -hmm. in all of our customers, you know, it's basically a, a WordPress website with a theme powered by showcase IDX. And so you can add content, you can do blogs and, and that's important. But another thing is like most, most agents I've spoken to, they think about just using IDX for when somebody's actively buying as opposed to, I see people where it's like, I found a sweet spot by talking to some agents. And they said, no, no, I call past clients that I helped close a deal on six to 24 months ago. And I call you and go, hey, Matthew, can, you know, would you be interested in knowing like what people are doing upgrading in your neighborhood? I can sign you up for some open houses that in, because you know, the person's not looking to buy. They, you just sold them a home six months ago. But hey, you're in a condo, Matthew. I can sign you up for some open houses in your area that kind of match your similar property. And when you feel like it, just go check out an open house. Go see what they're upgrading, changing in their bathroom and their kitchen and let you know what's happening to see if there's any changes you might want to make to your house to stay kind of market ready. Well, that's a lower risk curiosity factor or increasing referrals by saying, hey, would you want a friend to perhaps move into your neighborhood or move into your high rise? Well, I can set you up with a property uh, search that when those go up, um, I know you're not looking to buy, but when something matches for one of your friends, just forward that email to them. It's not selly, um, but it, it's again, it, it's helping your website work automatically. And you have to find that right kind of script to be able to have that conversation with the client. But when I found agents that they'll do that work or they'll hand it off to a VA to do, they get re their referrals go up by 3x because what happens when an open house comes up or a new listing comes up in my neighborhood or building that might work for my friend, Matthew. I just forward you the email, which sends you back to the agent's website. And so that's not how most agents are using IDX, but it's a wonderful way that brings you back to your website. Then if you're doing content marketing, if you're doing social, as you mentioned, all of those things just add on top of it. Yeah. And I think one thing that to put in perspective is really, you know, agents need to think about like, okay, the two sides of the business part of it. If my website becomes the main hub, it makes it so much easier because if I just over time I invest in it, it doesn't, it's not an expense. The real estate website is actually a investment because you're actually using it. You're building an asset that can be sold later on if you ever sell your business. But the asset is really okay. You have a website, you have content coming in, you start creating, maybe start with a monthly, monthly blog post, a monthly video post. Video post is better than a blog post. And then by having the IDX with it, you're tying in, you know, relationships and more engagement into your website. But the point of it, if you think about it, Google, YouTube, you know, and other big sites, Amazon try to be number one in search. They try to be found all the time and they try to have you stay on the website, time on site. And the more you can get engagement on your website, the more you get better ranking within Google and within search engine optimization. But the point being, 
if you can get clients to engage in your website and to feel a part of your community, you're engaging with them and you hope you can build that relationship and the referral relationship. Because if you can build the referral network into it and say, hey, I know a great agent in this area, check out their website. They have a lot of great information. If you want to move here, you'll find out why to move here in that website and contact them, right? If you see testimonials, you see the content of like all the best neighborhoods, why I live here, why is the best areas, what's the best condos, the homes, and you see these houses, you're engaging in the website. But by doing that, what happens is you're building the inbound marketing for your website and people can start reaching out to you. And who wouldn't want inbound marketing versus outbound cold calling, door knocking, mailing? That's hard labor. Getting yep. inbound marketing through content marketing, which is slower, it's not instant gratification. That can be a tremendous amount of value. And tying social media back into that, backlinking back to your website can be even greater. Yeah. And I love you mentioned investing in their website because like there are things where simply having an IDX, like on any of our, uh, any uh, listing powered by Showcase IDS, X, you can add just a slash L1 and it turns into a landing lead capture page. Great for ads. Yes. If somebody wants something in the short term. Um, but, but on the longer side, when you invest in the site, because it's not just putting an IDX on there, like in our case, the clients that do the best, like I mentioned, Patrick Higgins in Nashville. He's literally gone through and built, at this point, thousands of local area-based pages, condos in Brentwood, Tennessee, single-family homes in Brentwood, Tennessee. It's an IDX search pull you know, onto a single page for homes in Brentwood, Tennessee, with some information as if he was talking to somebody. Well, what I've seen from a lot of agents when they have these, so you might start doing just a couple investing and building out a couple of these page, local area pages on a weekly basis. Well, what happens over six months, 12 months, you now have a portfolio of these. So when you do meet people, whether, you know, instead it's hard work, you're meeting people, you're door knocking, you're meeting people at organizations. Well, now I actually, it changes the conversation. I'm not selling you. You tell me you live somewhere or you're thinking about moving to another area in the Bay Area. I already have a community page. I don't have to sell you to get my information. I just go, hey, actually, I have a write-up on that neighborhood. Could I send it to you? And you turn your phone around and you hand it to them and go, hey, you already have it set up because you know your site best. Go just add your email here and they'll forward you that the page about that area you're looking at. You're now, you've added value instantly. Instead of just an initial handshake, you've now completely just changed the relationship. Yeah, and I think that's one of the best beneficial ways. Like online nowadays, everyone's online with COVID going on. Like the online web presence, the websites, the future of like video marketing and Zoom uh, conferences makes it so much easier to really connect with people. People are getting used to being online, talking to you through cameras like like this and watching videos more so. So the conversion ratio of inbound marketing with your video tie-ins to your website with the information regarding neighborhoods makes it so much easier. Like people feel like they know you without even ever talking to you because you already built that content to engage them throughout time. And if they see all these videos, but like here's all the best restaurants, the best hiking, the best schools, the best thing in your neighborhood, it makes you feel like, okay, I already know what I want. I know where I want it to be. I know this person seems like a great person to work with. All I need to do now is just call them to have a conversation. And if it works out, great. But that conversation is so much easier now because you built that value over time. And it wasn't a sales call like we mentioned. It's not a sales call. Now I'm just asking, answering your, fielding your questions and see if I can help, help you. Yeah, you've built influence with them. I mean, I, I, there's a term that, uh, you know, I don't think anybody knows who, who coined it, but about eight years ago, it's the influence economy. Who, what's making decisions? What are consumers, even business uh, to business deals? You know, like 
we often will use logic to kind of check the boxes for who we want to work with or what we want to buy, but it's the emotions behind things. And so when I built, have built that influence with you ahead of time from doing all the things you just mentioned, I'm much more likely to choose you as my agent. And that's important because like the stats that I've seen says the average home buyer vets at least three agents before they choose the person that they work with. And so you should just know they're talking to other people. And so to some degree, you're looking at how do you have more influence than anyone else? And in, in my heart, from at least the way I approach things, I think you serve people with that. So you give value upfront. You meet them where they're at. If they're not actively looking to buy right now, well, you respect that and you, you put that in a system so that you can follow up with them when's useful for them. And, you know, I, I get it as a real estate agent, you know, we're always busy trying to call, contact people, network and meet people and talk about buying and selling. And, you know, when you get in the business, you're not really working on the business because you're so focused in the business. You're trying to generate your next deal for the next client over and over again. And it becomes like a, a spinning wheel over time and you get burned out with it because you're not really building real inbound marketing you're building just you know it's like a sales funnel you're just constantly following up and prospecting all day but when you start thinking about like web development content marketing social media marketing and tying it in you build an inbound system where people start reaching out to you then it becomes a whole different ball game because now you're just servicing people and helping provide that value and you know i think about it too i understand okay well how do i do all these things how do I build a website? I don't, for example, some people who are not tech savvy might say, how do I build a WordPress site? How do I do a domain? How do I do the email setups? How do I, I don't want to do any of this. I usually just go to the brokerage. They give me everything. Right. Well, I, it, it, there's an investment there because the brokerage is giving you something and they're giving you tools while you're working with that brokerage. That's very different than you choosing to have, have that site yourself. And so if you're not capable of doing that yourself, one, you can, uh, you know, like we have a lot of partners that build websites, you know, we don't build websites, we just power them kind of like the, the CPU in your laptop. Um, and so that's what we provide. And so a lot of times we will refer people, there's a directory on our website of certified partners, but it doesn't also have to be that complicated. I mean, we have a lot of customers that come on board and it's their 14 year old daughter that built their website. Building a website is not too complicated. And so if you can't do it, it's actually a great way a lot of times to say, bring a kid, a niece or nephew into kind of the fold and say, hey, I need some help with this. And maybe you pay them, maybe you don't. That depends on your family dynamic. But it's like getting a basic site up is pretty easy um, and people will help you with it or other agents will help you with it. I mean, we have a, a client uh, in California named Jay. Like he, he does build sites every once in a while for an agent. Man, he'll just hop on the phone because he's got a good heart and he'll walk you through a lot of the steps. And people have built their own sites just from a single 30-minute call with Jay walking through what to do. Nice. And yeah, I think even for the most part, WordPress is one of the biggest sites out there, the biggest providers of like content management systems. And it's you know heavily used by even the biggest companies out there. And you know, there's differences about how to use it, why to use it, and where to use it and what for. But the fact that you can actually set it up really quickly and tie it into plugins such as Showcase IDX, it makes it easy. One part of it, like coming from a technical background, I look at all these different providers. I look at what they're doing, how they're doing it. And I have a lot of different questions we can hop into. But before we get to a little more technical, what are some of the thing, three things that agents need to do to implement their online presence, their marketing strategy, and the websites? What well, the, the first thing for me is they have to have a website because if you don't, you need a website that's not owned or controlled by your brokerage that's that's under your personal business. Um, and you need to get that up like by the end of the weekend. It's that important. Um, 
The next thing for me is like, you do need to have, make sure whether there or somewhere, uh, whether on that website or somewhere else, you have a copy of your own database and they're implementing that. Because to your point, when you leave some brokerages, there's not an export function. So you need to have a path towards building, making sure you have your own book of business. But other than that, I, social is so important now. I think agents have to have at least one channel that they're working on. And too often people feel like they get pulled and they need to try everything. And like, it's like, if you're on Facebook, then work on Facebook. If you're on Instagram, you're already in there. Like that's where you should get started. Don't, don't hop to TikTok. It's, it's awesome. But like, I have a TikTok account. I'm not there every day. It would be a big change of my life to actually try to start doing that every day. I would probably get started where I'm at already, as opposed to my wife. She's on TikTok, you know, multiple times a day. So it would be very natural for her to build that into what she's working on in a marketing strategy today. I agree. And like, for me, like, you know, I, it, it takes time. Like I'm, I'm an introvert by nature and it takes time to actually get online, to get on video, to start building these things out. But you know, for the most part, anything you do, the first thing you start, it's not easy. Right. And I use a good metaphor. All of us want a six pack. Is it that easy? No, it takes years to get a six pack and it takes a lot of diligence to eat healthy. That's hard, right? No, not everyone can do it. If it, if we could, that'd be great, but it's not easy. It takes time to build the momentum, to build the processes, to learn and to learn from, from others and start working towards the goal. But you have to start and you have to continue doing it. So yeah, for example, getting a domain website is one of the best things and needed, most needed things. For example, your first name, last name.com or a group or a team or associates, depending on your area of in your, your requirements. But that's the first part. And then okay, I get a website, I get a domain name. Okay, great. I can ask someone how to do it. I can do it myself, look it up. Use Google domains, for example, get a domain name, search for one, find one. And if your name's taken, try to find something a little different that works. The second part is getting a website. Okay, WordPress, for example, is a good website. And do you use wordpress.com or do you use a individual server and get WordPress set up on a self-hosted server? That's a little more technical. You can take a look around or you can work with a third-party provider. Like you mentioned, Showcase IDX has third-party providers they can work with to start getting this up. There's other providers who provide all the information you need to get set up. You can look into those and build it up. So now you get the website, you pick a theme, you ha- you have it powered by Showcase IDX, for example, for IDX provider, and then you start sending your clients there. That's just step one. The next part is, you know, start trying to build, invest in your website, invest in your business, and start building out content over time. If you can't do the content, you can hire writers, you can hire marketing people, you can hire um, assistants, VAs to help you start work thinking about it, or you can work with third-party companies who help you with the content writing. Yeah, I agree. And like one thing, like you can hire writers that will do everything for you or as an agent, you have so much information that you talk to your clients about already. And just having your phone with voice notes, it allows you to easily get things out of your head. And then you're paying a content writer not to come up with original ideas or talk about a neighborhood in the Bay Area. If I was building an area page or something, I could just pick out my phone with a voice note, speak for three minutes as if I was telling you about the neighborhood and then send that over to my content writer and they'll turn it into an article that's useful on your site. And with an area-based page. So too many so many agents I find, they just get locked up because they don't know what to do next. And it's like, all you have to do is take the next step. You don't have to have a website that has 5,000 pages and is built out, you know, in like tomorrow. Like all you need is, you said, get a domain, get it up and get it initially working and work from there. 
I agree. And I think, yeah, taking the first step is always the hardest. So what I've been doing for my agents, I've been telling them, hey, first step, forget the website for now. For example, just start on social media, start making videos and start utilizing content. Because once you start building up this video content and like we talk about, you can you can use that and get it transcribed and have a, a VA help you edit yeah. it to an article. They can repurpose, repurpose the content multiple times and multiple platforms. That's the first part. After they start building this momentum over 30, 60, 90 days, we tell them, hey, have an assistant help you now put this onto your website. If you can afford it from day one, great, go do it. But if you cannot afford it from day one, you know, start building your business, get some deals going. And once the deals closes, use that sum of the money, like one to 10% of your money to invest it back into your website, into your content marketing and building that inbound long-term marketing because who wants to spend thousands of dollars doing direct mail that goes into the trash? Why not reinvest a percentage of that money back into your website, into the content, into the videos? And over time, years, you can start building all these pages out and building that the funnel so you can become the digital mayor of your area. Yeah, very, very much so. And when you have that, like I said, it, you, you can start getting generating inbound. And when you choose to do outbound it will often change how you relate with people because you have a bank of value that you can kind of give them as well, um, which, which I love. Um, but you mentioned like you're an introvert, um, but kind of by nature and it's hard to get started. I think what holds back so many agents and kind of what they underutilize is being who they are. Like, you know, there's a place and I'm, pr I'm very proud of you actually for saying, hey, I'm an introvert. Now here we are, you know, on, on, on a video and a podcast that you have and like you're pushing that out. Well, as an introvert, you can choose to do that hard work or you may just then say, hey, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do video. But so you go much more into writing content because that's who you are or you're much more social. And so like that may make more sense than you than, than, than doing, you know, a podcast as well. I think too many agents, they think that they have to become somebody else versus being who they are and investing the dollars. in. that's your brand. No one's going to be more you than you. So don't try to be Gary Vaynerchuk be, or Grant Cardone. Be yourself. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's really hard for you to get on camera, well, try it and because it's probably a lot easier than you think. But what do you already do? And go very heavy into that. I mean, there, I, I, love, I love working on some of my weaknesses, but my businesses have grown so much and I've grown so much personally because I know what I'm really good at and that's what I choose to invest in. And then I can magnify that. And so what was good before for me becomes great compared to anyone else. Exactly. And I think one of the challenges I, I, I tell agents is this. Imagine this. Are, do you want to tell your kids that, hey, I'm scared. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I don't want to fail in front of you. I don't want to show you my weaknesses. I don't want to get in front of camera. No. Who, what parent wants to say that? So for me, I challenge myself and say, hey, I need to get on video. I need to make these things. I need to start learning how to be in front of a camera and talk to people because I need to show my kids that I can do anything that I put my heart to and I'm willing to fail and learn. When I first started doing videos, a couple years ago, my agents laughed. They're like, it took you that long to make the one sentence and you kept phrasing and you look like a robot and like you're all like, because it's like cameras in your face. We're not used to camera in our faces. But hey, guess what? After two years, I've done 60 plus episodes. I got so many deals off social media. People are following now and people are asking more and sponsors are coming and all these things are coming. But hey, it didn't take days, it took years to get here. And it's well, I love something kind of you just did there and I don't know if you even did it. No, no, you did it you admitted that you're scared and you work through it. I think as a parent, as your point, like with kids, most people don't do that. They don't point out to their, their, their kids also where they're scared or where they failed before. And then like, they don't, the, the kids don't feel permission, but especially as coaching agents, that's also so huge to be able to tell people, gosh, this was scary for you. And you still kind of powered through that. Like, by all means, I, I believe people should do things that they're scared of and they should work through some of that. 
But so often we see people that are successful. You see people that have PR teams or PR people that actually show how successful they are. And you don't realize the struggle behind there. I mean, I tell people, I'm like, I failed so many times. Most people would crawl under this table and die. I mean, yeah. well, that's important when somebody's getting started to know, yeah, this was really difficult and it's not going to look so polished when you get started, but it's going to feel authentic and that's okay. I mean, heck, I've been, I've done videos with people where I pointed out early on, gosh, I'm scared doing this right now. And I'm a little bit kind of freaked out. Those are yeah. some of the best performing videos. If you look me up on YouTube. Exactly. Cause you know, everyone has nerves, even celebrities have nerves when they start seeing cameras and they react, they have, they've been polished over time, but even in the beginning, they were nervous. They had to do the first interview, the first acting scene and everything. And it takes work. Even if you look at my first listing views, they're horrible, but I right. did it and I learned from it. And each time I get better and better. Now I can do a full video from intro, outro with scripts inside and walkthroughs, but it takes a lot of work. I'm still not at the level where I want to be, where guys can go in and talk about the whole property without even stopping. I can't do that. I stopped like 20 times before. Now I stop about three or four. It's right. okay. You got to do and just push through it, right? And the butterflies eat you up. But as long as you know you, you have control and it's just your head that's messing with you, take a break, breathe, and just do it yep. again. And nothing has to be perfect. You got to be you. No matter how you look, how you sound, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. There's people like you around the world. There's people who are going to like you. And even people who laugh or they don't like you, it's okay. You're not working with them, right? You have a choice. That's right. the easiest thing about being on camera nowadays. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I like you mentioned, you know, when, 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 when you are freaked out, when you do, when you're a little scared, you take a break and you acknowledge where you're at. That is part of knowing yourself. I think when you look at, when I look at people that have been really successful um, and I've had, had the blessing of being with people who have created billion dollar uh, companies and people who have just, you know, changed the trajectory for their family. And the one thing I see consistently is they do know themselves. Like I can tell you, like I, I do a lot of keynote speaking at conferences for teams and things. And look, I can get on stage with 5,000 people. Doesn't scare me at all. You know nice. what scares me? Somewhere between 10 and about 25 people. And whether I know them, and it's usually worse if I happen to know, have some relationship with the people. Why does that small group scare me? But 5,000 people and I'm standing in stage does not. I don't know, but I do know that I would get triggered if I walk in a room with 15 people and I have to go give a talk for 30 minutes. So I, I need to prepare for that differently than I would the 5,000 people because that's, that's my sensitive area for some reason. Again, I don't know why, but because I know that I can deal with it. I, I know somebody that that's, they're the same way with actually writing blog posts. Like they have no problem writing something, but mm -hmm. hitting publish scares them. So literally what they had to get over was they, they just started paying somebody to say, I just need you to read through my blog post to make sure it's not horrible. And if you think it's not horrible, hit publish. That one change like three years ago changed their business because it allowed nice. them to get just that gut check that said, all right, somebody else is actually clicking publish, not me. And I was like, that's all you changed. They were like, I, I was locked up every time. I would write a blog post and waste four hours pacing around the office before I would publish that blog post. So I did four hours of nothing. So, but they knew a lot of agents have that, have that. And even I have that sometimes, but once you realize what you have and how to overcome it, that's the greatest way to really grow your business and grow yourself because you know, your weaknesses, you know, your strengths, you know, where, what's causing you issues, but pushing through it. So like when you talk about websites and building this marketing, it seems like a big project, a big overhaul is going to take up all your time. Really, we shouldn't think of it that way. We think of it as a small investment over time that becomes something huge. And really, okay, what's stopping you? 
getting a domain, great. Go ask someone to help you if you don't, if it's stopping you. Getting a website set up, go find a provider or go ask someone to help you. And then, you know, getting your website up and running, that can be really simple. It's a couple of clicks of a button if you wanted to. Right. Um, but thinking about it as an investment where you're getting off a brokerage platform into your own platform makes it so much more compelling because now you know you're really building a sustainable business that will follow you wherever you go. That That's what really matters. And that's people nowadays, especially in 2022, things are changing so rapidly. You got to think about how are you protecting your business? How are you protecting your clients? How are you giving your persona? And how are you helping people, right? And how are they finding you? That part, right. how are they finding you? Right. You know, now, I, and with that, um, it is getting off of the brokerage system for your website. Um, I'm also, I am of the belief that says, you know, some brokerages do provide good, good tech, technology tools in different parts. So if you are provided a really good CRM with drip campaigns, do you need to go find your own? Maybe, maybe not. Because like Showcase IDX will tie in with KB Core, Follow Up Boss, so many of these others. We'll dump things into Keller Command. Um, and so, okay, so you can still have leads connected from your website. So that's your public persona. And if that system that your brokerage gives you um, does works really well for you, well, don't feel like you have to invest to your point and do everything your own today. Well, you can connect up your website to utilize those tools where you see fit. But the key for me there is where you, uh, it works for you. The, the business is yours. It's not the brokerages. And so you can choose to use the tools that the brokerage offers you if it makes sense for you. And if not, then don't use them. But you don't have to do it all today to your point about investment. Get up a website. And if you still want to use KV Core if you're with EXP or the command center if you're with Keller, great. Then just use an integration and send over leads to that. Just keep using that part of the tools either because it works or because that's all you have time to figure out today and then figure out something different next month. Yeah. So make it like little small projects that you work on over time. And to a good point too, you think about in real estate and technology, there's a lot of tools you use in real estate. There's so many tools you need to use. You need to use, for example, CRMs, you need to have websites, you need to have email, you need domain, all these things. But really the integration part is what matters. Yeah. Using KW Command, KB Core, Chime, Follow Up Boss, those can be done. So for example, your website's the main provider. It's the front image of you yeah. and your brand. But when you tie that with the IDX to your CRM, it can start talking. And by doing that, you can take these leads and put it back to your CRM. So for example, uh, Showcase IDX, so you have your website, you have the WordPress behind it, you have Showcase IDX providing the MLS searches, and then you have an integration like Zapier integration to a KV core system, for example. So if right. someone in your lead is going talking on your website, that lead will follow up into KV core as a good example, right? Yep. Yeah, very much so. Right? The, the many, many agents that do that. Um, and so it's KV Core specifically. What KV Core does really well is the CRM and the drip campaigns. They have a marketplace of other things. What KV Core, I've never heard anyone say KV Core does well, is individual websites. Well, that's what you get to own and control all then and then send over to KV Core to allow it to do what it does well. I kind of kind of picture it as like nobody would show up to, with 12 people to build a house and give them all that multi-tool with pliers and a, you know, a screwdriver that comes out the side. They would use specialized tools that, that for each part of that home building process. That's how I think you should think about your marketing and building your business. If KV Core is what, you're, what you like for your CRM and your drip campaigns, then use it for that. But don't feel like you have to use it for everything else that it has. Bring in other tools like a website with Showcase IDX that will that to do what it does well, that your consumers will like, and then send it over a lead, as you point to an integration to a KV Core or a follow-up boss as an example.
Okay. And the, the easiest way I help uh, agents really kind of imagine this is this. I use what is called a mind map. I lay everything out. Here's all your systems. Here's your operations side of things. For example, one's operations. Okay. Here's your operations. Here's the domain name. Here's your website. Here's your email host provider. Here's your IDX provider. Here's the Zapier integration into your KV core, Chime, follow up boss, whatever it may be. And then the, how the tools work together. But when you think about it, it might seem overwhelming. But if you start mapping it out and laying it out and having a team work with you to get these things done, set up for you, then all it is just two different things working together and everything else doesn't really matter to you. You, but it works right and your crm is where you're following up daily with clientele and you're seeing that but they also interact with your website and idx so you know and then it goes on and on from there like if you're going to start talking about okay well i need to do newsletters okay kv core newsletters or mailchimp or something else you're integrating it again but in a sense you're creating an ecosystem that works to right. build your business over time you're not depending upon uh you're using certain tools to make that happen and you know you can work with people or you can start learning to do these things yourself i work with my team to do all these things i teach my agents how to do it but it right. takes time it's not easy to learn overnight but by doing this you're in control now and you can build your brand the way you want it to be yeah i, well, I love you mentioned the mind maps because for me so many agents, the consistent thing I hear when I talk to agents and I'm in rooms with hundreds and thousands of agents is that they feel stuck. And so a mind map allows you to start to see what you would like to happen and how the systems connect together. And then another big part for that for me is it could be a notepad, but like um, I use Trello. So a project management task system, my wife and I even, that's even where we keep our grocery list because you get something different at Costco than you do at the grocery store. Yeah. Um but then I, so after I take my mind map, I, I would tend to use then like a Trello system or an Asana to capture what I want to do, knowing that I need to get the ideas out of my head. Otherwise it just locks me up. And when I put it down in a list like that, it's a system I trust and it allows me to prioritize. And then really the biggest thing for me with agents is choosing what not to work on. There's mm -hmm. always things you could do to integrate a new tool, try something new, um, by having down, hey, do I want to build five new community pages or do I want to build this specific neighborhood or do I want to set up a newsletter? When those are discrete tasks that are in a system like Trello that you might have pulled from and thought about in your mind map, now you know, all right, I have an hour. What can I do now? You just go to that list and you look for something that's an hour and you don't worry about anything else. And so, but once that you get, use the tools to get things out of your head, it's a, so much of a freedom to be able to actually do something then. And I think another good analogy and to put to point is this, let's say this: you're an agent out there who doesn't want to do any of this tech stuff, right? And you are building your sales business and you're growing. Here's how I put perspective of it. Okay. If you're making hundred dollars an hour, why are you doing a $10, $20, $30 hour job? You can delegate it. If you know you're not good at doing that, learn to delegate it, learn to hire, learn to ask the right questions and delegate those things. Think of these things as a future investment towards your goal, because instead of spending money towards Zillow ads or buying Google ads, you can spend money towards building your, your actual business that you own your asset and to delegate that out over time. And when you start doing this, you're building a team to work through it, but you're giving them the goals. And the way you do that is, for example, using Trello, using Asana, using ClickUp, Monday.com, whatever it may be. But the project management tool actually helps a lot because now you're keeping organized, you're keeping focused. You know how to spend your time. You know where to delegate it. You know what goals you want for the quarter. Don't think of it a daily goal. Think of it as a quarter goal or a year goal. In this year, I want to get a website, okay, this quarter. I want to grow. I want to add a community page. The reason you want to add community pages is you start building the SEO. You start building your influence for the area. When people start searching for that area and that you pop up, 
and you add video marketing, content marketing into it, people find you easier. You have those conversations and it goes back to building your business. Who wouldn't like to get, you know, leads coming in? For example, well, my podcast. When you're using one of those systems, it does all the things that you mentioned. And when you hand it off or you do hire somebody to do some of those things, you can either let them into your full kind of board in the case of Trello so that you can work with them, or you can create something separate so that like, by all means, I'm a trust but verify person. And so if I hire a vendor, if I hire somebody, an agency, I want to know what they're working on. So they better either give me access to some sort of a project management tools that they're using their team, or I'm going to invite them into mine that says, hey, you're my freelancer, you're my VA. If here's the five things I've assigned to you, I want to be able to see when you're something over and starting to work on it. And so it make, it gives both freedom for you and for your uh, anybody you outsource things to because they can then pick up things and work at their schedule and you know your business is working without having to always interact. I mean, my internal teams at Showcase IDX use them. I mean, I, I have one person who's very good at giving me updates in Slack about what's going on, but everybody else on the team, man, I don't like. I talk to them because I like them and we have regular meetings, but I can literally just open up Trello and open it up to Dwayne's board and see what I know that the engine is working because it gives me updates and I can see what he's doing to help me grow my business. And that exactly. is awesome from a manager perspective. That's where building your business really matters because you're actually growing a business now rather than being the only sole, sole person building the business for everything. You're actually scaling it. And that's how you build a real business. Like a restaurant, you cannot do a whole restaurant yourself. You need a team of people to work on it. And that's an investment over time. So let's talk about this too. What other ways can you 10x your marketing this this year? Um, Zilla, you be after you have that website, social is by far the easiest way in the shorter term for me. I mean, I do like Google is the way organic traffic, building content, these area-based pages. That's how we see people that are generating tens of thousands of uh, search visitors. Um, I love that. But for most people, for me, it's, it is getting started on social. And so, um, but so often, like I said, agents feel stuck. They, they don't realize they can just pull out their camera and talk through things. Uh, I was talking with Forbes uh, last week and I gave an example of a home inspector in Texas. And this guy gets like 40 to 80,000 views on individual like reels on Instagram. And all he started doing was just filming a couple clips on individual houses that, and he'd be like, he'd shake a sink and it would leak. And he'd be like, it's not supposed to do that. And then he started a little more instructional stuff. He's getting 40 to 80,000 views on individual reels. And he just does a couple a week when he's already out doing home inspections. Like, and when you look at his early videos, they were, they were rough. And now he does edit them a little bit better. Um, but still like that is something all agents can do. Go out to open houses. If you're a new agent and just walk through, don't share the confidential stuff, pictures of people. You can't do that for most uh, MLSs, but you can walk through and, and give a virtual tour and talk about what you're seeing and not seeing in a house. Those are things that every agent can start doing. And what's holding people back is usually they're just scared. Yeah, I think finding motivation, finding people around you who are doing it and who are motivating you weekly to do that. Like we have content every week. We have our agents and push them. Good example. One of my agents, uh, he's been in business for 11 months now and he has he already has 14 deals uh, pending. Wow. All from social media, videos, marketing. And I have a new agent who's been in business for like 30, 60 days. She's hitting 4,000 views with her only 32 subscribers. And she started wow. with zero everything. Now she's hitting 3,000, 4,000, 2,500. And all we told her to do was this. Make a 30 by 30 video every single day for 30 days. And think about every single question a buyer or seller will ask you. Make a yeah. video on it. It can be one minute to five minutes. Just make a video. And you can see all the fear, all the nerves. But over time, she's realizing, hey, this is actually working. People are actually calling me now and asking me questions because I've been showcasing all this value of what it I, means. 
I love giving them the, the ideas like that. I mean, that's what all the people need sometimes. I mean, um, I've had my team go through, we, we, we will give away actually on showcaseidx.com. We have more than 500 pieces of free, uh, free images, some videos for people to be able to share on your own channels. Like they're, they're royalty free for you to use however you want. And, um, in their infographics, what would a buyer look for? It's descriptions of what's a buyer's agent, what's a seller's agent, um, what goes into a FICO score. Well, that's great to supplement with content that of you walking through things as well. And so, and like sometimes, like you don't always have to do things in real time. You can sit down with a hundred pieces of content that we give you, or you create from Canva or something for free. And Facebook allows you to schedule those to Facebook or Instagram. And so you could literally in one Saturday evening, go schedule the next two months of content um, that you know will drip out. And then you just put in some of your own personal videos um, as you see fit during that time. That that right there will 10X somebody's business every time. Yeah, I think people need to like, you know, I wish brokerages would teach it more. And it's hard because brokerages are so busy already. But I think at the same time, you think about, you know, what can brokerages do to help agents? Okay, teach me how to build my my business. Teach me how I can do marketing, sales, operations, my finance, my taxes, everything. Even though that's overwhelming, the sense that okay, how do I teach you as a broker owner to build your business? What value can I provide as to help you scale your business? Okay, here's some examples of what we do as a brokerage. Here's what you can do as an agent. And yeah, like for example, taking the social media, the, the content calendar examples, what to say, how to say it, scripts, right. infographics, what to put on your website, what what to do for your personal area. These things are all easily google you can just google everything and it's out there the problem people have is getting stuck on knowing what to do when to do it how to do it and you know where to do it so when you when we educate people it's like okay just stick with one like we you mentioned earlier okay if you're on facebook or instagram great don't go to tiktok yet start with one that you like that you're used to and that you can start growing if you can't grow that channel why are you jumping to the next next one right Unless you want to be like a first starter, then yeah, great. TikTok is a great way to go because those guys are getting hundreds of thousands of views. And it doesn't matter which age group. It's more of how do you build your, your brand, your reputation, and provide a, a, a resource to find what you're doing on whatever platform it might be. That's yeah. And, and, and my thing is, uh, you know, another way to 10x your business is don't try to do it alone. Like you mentioned you how you help your agents and you, you coach them and you work with them. Well, you know, by all means, if you have other close agents that are trying at the same stage as you. That's a big key. You can have somebody who's farther advanced kind of leading a cohort or a group, but but the other people working along need to be at about the same stage of social or wherever they're at in their marketing and do it alongside of them. And it can be agents or by all means, if, if, if you don't have, you know, if you don't want to work with agents that are competing for the same type of business as you, and there's enough business. You shouldn't be worried if you're, if you're in any market, unless there's more than 200 people in the town there's enough business to go around. I mean, so partner up with three or four other agents. But um, if you don't feel comfortable with that, go find other people that uh, that are small businesses themselves, general contractors, lawyers, fee-based financial planners, and say, hey, I'm going to try to grow my business on social this year. I'm trying to grow my digital presence. And I'm going to have a small group. And all we're going to do is we're just going to have a 30-minute to one-hour call every week to talk about what you're doing and what's working or what you have questions on. And literally, that can be a one-hour call with five to eight other people and like you will show up differently in your own business, knowing that you have to show up every Wednesday at 6 PM because you're going to have to talk to people and say, I didn't do anything this week. Like that experience, just knowing you have to show up and kind of say what you've done and what's working and not working that, that that's enough accountability for most people. But it's also that group tends to help each other. You'll experiment with things, especially if they're all local and support each other and like they'll comment on your videos and vice versa. And the algorithms love that. 
What other tips before we wrap up, like what other tips would you give agents this year to really dial in their marketing, their brand, um, you know, besides the website, besides the IDX and start thinking about putting a content and doing the social media, like how, I guess one question probably would be for them. Who do I hire? Where do I hire it? How do I get started doing this? If you need help with any of the main marketing channels, I'd say never take, never sign with the person who cold calls you. There are website builders that have inside sales team that do nothing but call agents day in and day out. Are some of them great? Yes. Are some of them bad? Absolutely. You should either go to people in your local market or other markets, go search in a similar size market in another part of the country, find three websites you like and send them an email that says who built your website. And then like most agents will reply back to you and say, Hey, I'm in the Bay area. You're in St. Louis. Who built your website? I love it. Um, or like on showcaseidx.com, we have a whole directory of people that will build websites. Or if you need help with social, great. There's a filter for that. Those are all people that they all have five-star reviews from hundreds of agents that we know um, that do sell our work or we wouldn't include them. So I like those two ways of trying to find somebody. Um, or like I said, there's a lot of times you can get help from people within your family or other agents. <clears throat> I'm really big. If you have somebody in your, uh, in, in, in your network, your franchise, your downline, depending on your organization that, uh, or upstream, you should talk with them and say, hey, can I pair with you? Can, and by that, like if you're in person, get together. Or I seriously love working with people on my team and agents. I'll pull up my camera and I'll just work alongside of you for an hour or two. And, and, and happy to coach that way with people as well. Nice. And another question I want to ask you too is like, I saw on your website, the Showcase IDX, that, you know, you guys mentioned the Google search, the SEO, and how it's internally built into the website versus other IDX providers who the search is actually a third-party link to it. So you're not really getting the content of it and the value to really build out your SEO. How does that work? So yeah, um, it's important to know how other vendors do that. So most other vendors, if you go to KurtEuler.com, whenever there's something that happens, they either use something called an iframe, which is like a window into that website. Google's smart enough to know that content in this little box does not actually exist on the same server. And therefore, you don't get credit for it. And then a lot of times when you click on something in there, it takes you to search.curtuler.com. That's a subdomain. Google, again, wherever Google knows it's on a different server, that's a different website to Google. And so at that point, you don't get credit. We have a proprietary way that we uh, bring in MLS data so that it shows on your website as if it was hand-coded. Um, every listing was hand-coded on actually Matthew May's website. So uh, how that works, it's, I said it's proprietary, but I can tell you it consistently works because we had 12 million consumers that, uh, that have used our website in the last couple of months, and um, it just keeps growing from there. Nice. I love it. I think that, yeah, that's really important. And people, you, we need to realize that, yeah, becoming – page one, you know, try to get to the number one spot of search engine optimization. If you want to do it for free, it takes a lot of value, content marketing and all these different categories. But to start off, just put content out and start building it up and you learn over time. You learn how to optimize titles, descriptions, headers, images, alt tags, everything. It's not easy to learn everything, but you start thinking about just putting it out there and people will start finding you easier when you start being you, found. You can do it. That's the important thing. Any agent can do it. I mean, I, I'm very clear to agents like, Hey, you're not going to spend 60 to a hundred dollars a month for one of the two licenses to showcase and instantly rank number one on Google. It doesn't work that way, but I can tell you I have thousands of examples that use our technology with their, their content that they build out area pages and they get tens of thousands of visitors from Google on a monthly basis. It's that yeah. combination. It's how we deliver technology and MLS information with your knowledge as an agent. 
but you have to do that work, some of that work yourselves. So we're only part of that. Like, hey, I can have the best laptop with the best CPU in it, but if I don't actually type, nothing happens with the laptop. It just sits there. And I think one good one good thought to think about, and people, uh, we I realized too, like, okay, if you look at wholesalers, how they do lead generation, how they market, how they work with people, and you look at like um, cash buyer, cash offers, they're using a lot of online social media marketing and website marketing. They're putting tons of landing pages, tons of content out there, and they're getting call to actions back into the website. And they're using form fills to funnel the data back in to prospect them. Why don't real estate agents do the same thing? Use that content marketing strategy, use the websites and use the lead generation to help buyers and sellers sell the property. You know, that's exactly, they've been doing it for a while and that makes total sense. But real estate agents should also learn that side of business too. Well, a lot of times, you know, depending on what they use, sometimes they feel like, well, they have a website, but then they need to go pick up. They want to capture leads. So there's a different tool. I mentioned like we have a, we have a, a feature, which it's a feature. It should be a feature to me. Any listing in your MLS, you can turn into a lead capture page. And so by all means, like if an agent wants to grow their business, just, hey, in the, in the niche that you serve, just pull up a new listing that went live in the last 12 hours every day. Powered by Showcase IDX at a slash L1. That just happens to be, you know, how our tool works. And you now have a URL that when you drop it on social, it shows a good view of that listing, but the consumer can't actually see everything until they give you their email address. Well, just that one thing, like there's new listings going out all the time in the Bay Area. So just by saying, hey, look, I could use this lead capture form. I have a landing page then on any page in the MLS I want. You literally have an unlimited version of how many landing pages do you want agents just have to do it and a lot of times it is blocking time to do it it's either knowing that they they can do it or for me i have to actually block time and so like my team um the people that lead teams for me they consistently see because transparency they can see everything on my calendar and they'll see a work time on my calendar because um i have to sit down to actually block time to do certain things otherwise i just won't get it done and so if i'm an agent i'm going to have posting once or twice a day on social on my calendar. And unless I'm with a client, that would be something I'm doing every day. Nice. I love it. Time blocking is always definitely highly valuable. And there's so many tools to do that too. And new AI features doing that even better now, but that's a whole nother topic to talk into. Um, Any last final thoughts, Kurt? Uh, Only that I'm really glad that you're doing this. I mean, it it is what you're already talking about, coaching with agents and thinking about presence. Most Mm -hmm. agents aren't doing that. And if you want to change your business, Agents have to be thinking about it's their business, not their brokerages. They have to think about their personal brand and how they come across to clients. Yeah, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. I actually, I'm writing a lot of online courses right now at MatthewMod.com. But even before then, in the tech world, I wrote over 150 articles in cybersecurity and all these things, teaching in architects and engineers on how to build and scale models. But to do that in real estate is so much fun because really, we're at a point where we really need to think about how to scale the business, how to build it, and how to have global leverage and build teams and organizations. And to do it alone is a lot of work. But when you start scaling it into, you know, the masses, it becomes uh, way more fun. And you learn a leadership role and how to really help agents, help in clients really invest into real estate. I think that's, you know, really valuable. And people just need to take a look and step back and say, hey, I want to own my business. I want to start building it. I want to scale. I want to hit $100 million sales. Here's how I start doing this. Here's who I work with to do it. And, you know, start learning. That's it. It's just a learning process. Yeah, I've, I've helped coach tens of thousands of business owners across the U.S. and uh, other countries. And I can tell you across many different industries and the one place that I'd see by far, if I wanted to create generational wealth for a family would Mm -hmm. be 
encouraging people to go into real estate. Um, it's just, it's, it's, there's so much, there's so much room to grow yourself, but you control things. And frankly, most agents just aren't doing the work. And so when, if, if you're willing to do the work, it's consistently compared to any other business somebody could do. I think it's by far the best way to create generational wealth um, anywhere in North America. I completely agree. That's why multi-units investing syndications becomes a lot of fun and helping people invest passively is a, a great, another topic, another way to scale that. But yeah, yeah real estate is generational wealth and even institutional investors are heavily using, using real estate to do that. Yep. yep. Absolutely. And everything we've talked about today, there are things that individual agents can do, whether they're a full-time agent or they're a part-time agent trying to become a full-time agent. You can get started where you're at and focus on your personal brand, your database, and just taking the next step, you, by all means, know where you would like to be in 18 months and 24 months, but do the work today to get there. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kurt. How did they reach out to you guys? So uh, you're our list interested in a website powered by Showcase. You just can go to showcaseidx.com. Um, that's the best way to kind of get started there. Get a bunch of free content. If you want 500 pieces of free content for your social media, there's a lead, for, a lead page on there that we will be happy to send that to you and not send you anything else unless you would like it. But um, if anybody's interested in getting in touch with me, they can just go to KurtEuler.com as well. Cool. Thank you so much, Kurt. For everyone out there, thank you guys for being on the Truth About Real Estate podcast, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a great day.